So let's talk about let's talk about Esther. Because I completely feel led to give a word on this because there are some Esthers. And now I used to not feel very connected to this. <laughs> to be honest with you, I used to feel like it's the obvious choice to want to be Queen Esther in the Bible because she was a queen, <laughs> right? Um, and so, and I'm just being honest, guys, this is neither here nor there to be, you know, but you guys know, I just give my true, honest experience, but, um, I do believe that there is an Esther anointing for certain women. I do believe that. And I do identify with that now. Uh, Because God has really taken me through this preparation season where he is asking me to submit in uh, physically, like my physical being. And let me also say this, and it's because I asked him, I had a dream, I went to heaven, all kinds of stuff. It wasn't like, I don't know if it was like heaven, heaven or whatever, but it was just like, I went up in the sky with these other women and there was a coach there and she asked me like, Lindsay, what do you want to work on? Now, those of you guys who are into dream interpretation, which I am, I believe the coach was an angel, okay? And so, in the dream, I told her physical fitness because I have literally given myself so many excuses because I I do have the kind of body that I can get away with a lot. (laughs) Like, um... So, you know, and I know how to hide some stuff, you know. But anyway, that's neither here nor there either way. But basically what I'm saying is like my body, how it's proportioned. If I do, if I gain 10 pounds, it's I'm not, my body is not, you're not going to be able to tell that. Now, if I lose 10 pounds, you will see it. But if I gain 10 pounds, you, you won't really be able to tell that so um and I and I my body how it's proportioned to I tend to look like I weigh less than I actually do (laughs) so anyway and that's just to explain where I'm coming from as far as why I've given myself so much um grace in this area but it is really something that I know that I have not put my 100% in and I and and that's my goal this year. And it has been hard. It has been challenging, guys. Like it's been challenging for me. You know, I love traditional Mexican food. Um, I was going a little too crazy with the fried food. And how many of you guys know, you know, it's hard to break a habit once you've created it. And what's so funny is my whole life I've been very like aware and like I would not push the limit to what I could eat. I would choose different foods over, you know what I mean, where I wouldn't eat I wouldn't eat sweets and I would just eat like carbs and stuff like that. And then um and then you know life happens. I was pregnant 3 times. I gave birth 3 times. 
you know, and then I had to go through the grieving process of my firstborn. And then I'm new to motherhood. And, you know, so I was just like, whatever. (laughs) I'm surviving. Amen. (laughs) I mean, if I'm just being honest, like I was just like, I'm surviving. Okay. And so I got to where, you know, I have my third baby and I'm bigger than I have ever been in my life, you know, and it's coming down now because I'm working out and everything and I'm also really paying attention to what I'm eating, but, you know, and I'm moving towards just eating a more Mediterranean diet and, um, just natural nutritious food and and I've given this to God so I gave it to God because I was like I can't keep it in my hands because I keep choosing (laughs) I keep choosing the chicken strips okay I keep choosing you know what I mean the tacos you know what I mean I mean I'm not really a big fan of tacos I'm actually more of a burrito girl but you know I keep choosing the burrito right I keep choosing the the flour tortillas Okay, and so instead of corn, corn's better for you. And you know what I mean? So, so I'm like, Lord, I got to give it to you, you know. And here's the thing um, that I do know. When I was seeking the Lord uh, spiritually, it was like a year ago. Um, regarding fasting and he told me to fast meat for 30 days so I fasted meat I didn't eat meat for a whole month and when I tell you and I have videos of me where I was not eating meat and when I tell you my skin was clear um, I wasn't bloated Uh, just different things like that because the inflammation comes from a lot of these chemicals that are in these meats, okay? And um, so, and I I know that, and I've been knowing that, and I went back to just eating meat every now and again. Before that, I would always just eat like white meat. I would just eat like fish and chicken for the most part. Um, and so that was usually like the diet I was taking as I've gotten older. I can't stand cooking chicken. I can't stand even dealing with chicken, to be honest with you, because it's so just such a bacteria fested, but <laughs> I still eat it every now and again. But like I said, I'm moving towards a more Mediterranean, um, uh, diet. And, um, so that even includes just like cutting out fast food. And, and one of my favorite foods is Chinese food. And I spiritually feel led to stop eating it. Um, and then I was just like looking up nutrition and it has the least amount of nutrition value, nutritious value. Right. So I'm like, okay, you know, I got to really just drastically change my diet. And um, I know I can do it. 
and I know it can be just a, a life change. It just has to be a life change. The reasoning for it is more than one reason. You know, I want to be the best version of myself, not only spiritually and mentally, because I used to always thrive for the mental piece. Then I realized, oh, I need the spiritual piece. But now, mentally and spiritually, I'm good. Now, I need it to be outwardly. I need it to be physically. And so some of you guys listening to this are going to understand that. And some of you guys aren't. And maybe it's not a season for you. I would say still listen in because maybe later on you can come back and say, you know what? I know I'm where she said. I'm where she said she was at. You know what I mean? Um, so that's where I'm at right now is I'm looking, I'm saying, okay, Lord, my outward appearance needs to reflect you. How do I do that? I do need to change my diet. Um, I do need to love my skin, the skin that I'm in, right? Uh, taking care of it, using natural oils to moisturize, condition my hair, you know, like taking care of my hair. Um, how do I do that? You know what I mean? Um, all of these things. And it has been very, it, it has been like the Lord has consistently taken me back to Esther and, um, And the word I want to give today, the word that I feel is coming out of my being, amen, (laughs) my spirit, is that I was looking up Esther and I was reading it today. And I was like, and I knew I was led to read it, like God wanted me to read it. And as I'm reading it, I'm thinking to myself, Okay, and the word just popped up. And the word really is that, because in the word, what I'm reading, and I'm reading um, the English Standard Version. My pastor said to read that because it's um, like the best uh, translation from Greek. Okay, and so that's another thing. God has really led me to, um, with my diet, like eating Greek food. He literally had me go to a, y'all gotta know this. God is very real. God will, will have you do things that you'll be like, what? Literally the Lord had me just go to this Greek restaurant. There's all kinds of Greek restaurants all over Overland Park. And I'm like, why would I go there? Like, it's so un, out of the norm for somebody like me, right? <laughs> From a Mexican traditional household, eating American food household, you know what I mean? But, but God had taken me on this journey and he was like, go and sometimes I'll have dates with the Lord, okay? And I'll go places and, you know, I'll go places by myself, but it's, it's a date with the Lord. And so he had me go and eat at this Greek restaurant, and it was delicious, so good. Now, I'm sure what I got was not that healthy, but um, a lot of things at a Greek restaurant is going to be from a more Mediterranean diet, and you can definitely get, like, just healthier options. And so that's what I'm looking at right now. 
I'm sharing this with you guys too, because, hey, I need my accountability. Amen. So when you just share these things with people, <laughs> your friends, your family, or if you have are like me and have a podcast, you know, um, which, hey, I'm your guys' sister. Amen. <laughs> like, I know, you know, some people are just somebody's sister. I'm your guys' sister. For some people, I am a mother figure. Um, and then for others, I'm their sister. And that's, that's what's up. <laughs> that's cool with me. So anyway, um, so yeah, he had me go to this place, but anyway, okay. So let me, let me kind of go back and say in, in the story of Esther, it says like at the beginning, it says like, okay, she was under Mordecai, right? Because he, he, she was his uncle's daughter. Um, and it says that she had a beautiful figure and that she was nice to look at. And she was easy on the eyes, okay? And um, it had me to thinking because one thing that, and this, and this uh, is my personal experience, um, because people judge me because of how I look. They People judge me for how I look. They've been doing that since I was a little girl. Um, and just like, and the judgment would always be like, she stuck up. And and it's so funny too, because I'm so completely opposite of stuck up. <laughs> um, and I've always been very down to earth person. Like always, like even before I was in Christ. I was like just down to earth, you know, and and really it's because my mother always instilled in me like you're not better than anybody. And so I thank her for that because because she instilled that in me. I I I was like never a person that was like, oh, I'm not going to be your friend. Oh, you not. You know what I mean? Like you can't be a part of this crowd. Like I was never that type. But because of how I look, I was always a popular girl. Okay, let's just say that. I've never had a problem making friends. I've I've always been a girl that was like a part of the in crowd in a sense, but I'm also the type like I'm like I'm my own crowd type of th- <laughs> That's how I was. That's how that's how I was. That's how I still am if I'm really being honest. Because even some Christians I can't they can't they can't get down with me and I can't get down with them either. You know what I mean? Like so and that's for somebody, be encouraged because some people they won't even understand the anointing on your life and they'll ridicule you and they'll persecute you and they'll they'll try to say that what you're doing is not of God um when when you have a closer relationship with God than they do. I mean if we're being honest. So don't even, you know what I mean? I'm trying, I'm saying this to encourage somebody because when I tell you, uh, by people who complete, like they have been completely churched their whole life. Uh, they look at somebody like me coming in, talking and, and you know what I mean? And I'm spirit filled and I am not traditional. <laughs> uh, you know, my personality is not traditional. I wouldn't know how to be traditional if, you know what I mean? If you, <laughs> I I couldn't be traditional if I wanted to. I'm just not that person. I do respect tradition, though. Uh, Please don't get that wrong. I do respect tradition. And and some traditions are so valuable. They're so valuable to families. They're so valuable to marriage. 
And so, um, I, and I, and I obviously I respect everything in God's word and believe everything in God's word and live by his word because his word is everything. His word to me is so much more valuable than anything and everything in this world. It really is. A relationship with God is so much more valuable than any and everything. And 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 I'm saying that as somebody who highly values education. Uh, I got a master's degree. You know what I mean? I told the Lord I'm not getting. I I would like to get a doctorate, but I said I'm not getting a doctorate unless somebody paying for it, honey. Because I already have. You know what I mean? Come on now, with the student loans at? Absolutely not. But if somebody pays for me to get my doctorate, if the doctorate is free. And I just want to say that out loud because uh, I think I think Dr. Lindsay Andrews has a ring to it. So we're just going to speak that out. Amen. Hello. I pray y'all come in agreement with me on that, too. Thank you so much, too. Thank you so much for those of you guys who listen to this, too, and pray for me. Believe that I do need your prayers and I am so grateful for your prayers. I really am. So thank you so much. You don't know how much that blesses me that you that you love me enough to pray for me. Okay, thank you so much. Um, so <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna get choked up on it because listen, not only do I believe in the power of prayer, I believe prayer is the most powerful thing that you can do for somebody. That's what I believe. Amen. So, um, yes. So let's go back to Esther and my message I'm giving. Hallelujah. I feel God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Um, y'all just don't understand. Like, I'm just so, I'm so blessed by y'all praying for me and just, you know, listening. And I just, you know, and I pray for every single listener, um, that listens to these podcasts, you know, some of them are more popular. I have a, a high, um, listening, uh, on you are your own rescue. So go check that out. If you haven't, that one's a really good one, but that's a lot of people listen to that, uh, podcast that don't consistently listen to uh, my podcast. So, but for those of you guys who've been with me, who will consistently listen, God bless you. Thank you so much. So, um, I just feel like appreciating you because know that someone's only as successful as their support system. You know, that's the truth. You can't do anything without others. So back to the Esther anointing. So, and the thing about Esther too, okay, so she already had the natural stuff going on, the natural beauty stuff going on, which I want to encourage those of you, you know, uh, to embrace the skin you're in regardless of what everybody has tried to teach you and train you about, right? Like that, you know, you you know, all of these things cover yourself and all of these things. 
whatever it was for you, right? Because sometimes this is one thing that I have really helped women with spiritually is just um, that that's that spirit of violation is what I call it, where you feel like your your beauty and your figure, your body um, have violated you've been violated because of it okay so so then you you tend to not feel safe and you also are coming against your own body and that can come out physically that can come out physically so some women they're obese because of that because they are uh, building their body so that it's not a target. Okay. And, um, I want, I want whomever this is for to receive this because sometimes that's the case. And even just different things as women of color, you know, my mom is Mexican and Irish, I very much grew up in a Mexican American household. Okay. Yes, we had the flags, baby. We had the flags all, you know, on everything. And, (laughs) and, um, so, but when it comes to being Mexican and when it comes to being black too, I have always one saying, and you may be able to relate to this. One saying is like, oh, well, you know, I'm, I'm maybe fat, but I can lose the weight. But, you know, at least I'm not ugly, you know. And then another saying is, um, you know, so that basically you're like, oh, I can just I can lose the weight. You know what I mean? And that's one thing growing up I always heard. Another thing is your tias would either tell you you was getting too big or or that you was looking muy flaca. You were looking real skinny. And but you wanted to be somewhere in the middle. Amen. You wanted to be somewhere in the middle. And then they would tell you, "Oh, you look good." <laughs> I'm telling you guys, that's what I would aim for with my tias. I'm telling you. So when my family would see me, they would say, "Oh, you look good." Cuz you don't want to be too skinny. And you don't want to be too big either. Andale. Somebody knows what I'm talking about. Somebody knows what I'm talking about. So that's... <laughs> and tias means uh, aunt, aunties, you know, in Spanish. And so... Uh, <laughs> so you wouldn't want to be, you know what I mean? You want to be... I, I right? So, so that's why I would always just make sure I was just like right in the middle... You know what I mean? And um, and I was able to maintain that for a long time. When I went into college is when I really started slimming down because I stopped eating so many traditional Mexican foods. And I would like just eat other things and I would drink Gatorade and there's like different stuff that I never did before, um, you know, with a meal and, or, you know, maintaining or whatever. And I really slimmed down. 
but I slimmed down so much. I was like the smallest I had ever been where I was just like, oh no. Cause I, I felt like, I felt like up top wasn't as up top as it be. <laughs> For those of you guys who can understand what I'm saying. And I was just like, mm, no, no, that's not, that's not enough. And <laughs> And so I was like, I don't want to be that small because I want, I want something, you know, I I want, I want a good enough, you know, on top. And so up top, amen. Can I just be honest with you guys? I told you guys, look, I'm going to be candid. Okay. So, um, so yeah, so that was that journey, but I, I want you all to, Be very mindful of these, of these belief systems and these uh, things that, that your childhood and who, where you grew up, how you grew up and, you know, the different things that people have said that have affected you and how you view your body. Okay. And how you, do you love your body? And loving your body is not just about, oh, I got a six pack. Now I can love my body. I'm going to tell you right now, if you don't love your body without a six pack, you will not love it with one. I'm going to tell you that it's the truth. It's the truth because a six pack does not guarantee that somebody loves their body at all. Right? Maybe they can train their body. How many of you guys know? You can train your body. You can train whatever. You can train your mind. That don't mean you love it. That don't mean you love it. Just because you can give something a good training doesn't mean you love it. Just because you know how to do it don't mean you love it. Okay? So take that Take that perspective. That is a breakthrough for somebody. Take that perspective, please, and understand that you got to start loving your body right now where it is. And I'm talking about blemishes and all, acne and all. Uh, um, while I minister to you, I minister to me. Amen. Uh, uh, boils and all, whatever it is, whatever blemish, whatever... Uh, um, what is it called? A cellulite and all. Stretch marks and all. Scars and all. Burn marks and all. Amen. Moles and all. Come on now. Yeah, I got, man, I got moles after I had my third one. I'm like, ew. <laughs> I didn't like it. And I'm like, and I know you can get them removed. I just haven't yet, but I I do have this mole on my back that I'm getting removed, y'all. So anyway, but either way though, right? And please understand, I am not talking against doing any cosmetology stuff because even in, even in Esther, when you read down, it says like the person that was uh, over these women gave them access to cosmetology, right? Gave them, you know, access to, you know, get, provided cos- cosmetics for them, provided 
uh, food for them, you know, um, so that they would be prepared. Right. And then also understand Esther wasn't in this preparation to become just anybody. Esther was in this preparation to become a queen. Let me also make this note, too, because I know as as women, uh, especially in in the black and brown community, we're really big on being independent. And it's really it really derives from slavery um, and it also derives from being in a country where you're looked at as a second class citizen. It really I mean, one one aspect of it does does derive from this. OK. I, I, I love our strength, so please don't get me wrong when I say that as a people, I love that we can stand up to the plate. But I also despise that we have to, if that makes sense. Listen to me, woman of God. Just because you are strong doesn't mean that what made you that strong was okay. Receive your breakthrough because this is a breakthrough session right here, honey. This for you, and this is your breakthrough. Doesn't it doesn't mean that it was okay? It doesn't mean that you should have went through it. Okay, I want to say that because I've been through some really hard things in life, and when I tell you people telling me I'm so strong, at a certain point. I did not take it as a compliment, if that makes sense. I didn't. So I wanted to uh, let me get back on this point. When I tell y'all, the Holy Spirit said, come out, Lindsay. It's it's time. (laughs) He said, come out, daughter. My daughters need to hear your voice because we got a bunch of nonsense out here and it's a bunch of nonsense going on. Hello. So, um, so also mind you, she wasn't an independent woman, but she had had a hard life. Why? Because she didn't have parents anymore. And so she had to be taken in by her cousin. Okay, so she had already she had already experienced some stuff. Okay, she had already experienced life in a different way that set her apart from the other women who were being prepared for queendom. Amen. For being prepared to be a queen. Okay. Also, it also says that she had gained favor with the individual who was over the women who were being prepared to become queen. Okay, so I want you to understand that what was highlighted to me was her submission. She was able to submit to authority. So understand if you want to be a queen, 
then you need to know how to submit to authority. And if you're not there yet, you have some maturing to do. Listen. I feel that in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. You got some you got some maturing to do. I had maturing to do too. When I tell you I had to come up against my whole independent woman, I don't need anybody. I'm going to tell you, I need my husband. And I don't just need him because he's the provider of my family, but I need him in my heart because because he is he has a part of me, of my heart. Because I love him, because we are one, because we are in a covenant. And so I need him mentally, physically, spiritually. I need him like that. Not I can't know if he's gone. It's literally will devastate me. Like a ripping of one's being, okay. And I just want to, I just want to make that clear uh, for individuals who, or for those of you guys who are interested in being a wife, who want to be married. And I definitely say, you know, yes, marriage is is. When you're equally yoked, because I I do believe in being equally yoked, honey. That's why guys used to, you know, like me or whatever, but they was too afraid to come, you know. See, they, when you <laughs> when you're a woman in God, even before you really know what you are, Amen. Even before you really even know that you're a daughter, men could still already be intimidated in you of you because. Because God's spirit is in you already. And even though you haven't become into your full acknowledgement of it, it doesn't mean that it's not there already. And it doesn't mean that people can't see it already. But yes, but when you are fully and you want that to be because at the end of the day, that's what's going to attract your your equally yoked husband to you. Your gifts, your talents, and the God in you. Amen. Um, so she submitted to the authority, the authoritative figures in her life. And because of that, and she had favor with them. Okay, so I want us all, and this is for me too, amen. I want us all to take that and to say, okay, how am I uh, approaching the authoritative figures in my life? And am I standing apart? In, in a way that shows queenness, that shows the the potential to be queen. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Are you showing the potential to be queen in your life? That's so good because we we like to 
everybody but the reality is are you even are, are you even demonstrating that you have the potential to become a queen hello are you being kind? Are you be are you submitting to authority? Are you are you showing that you um, are really about what you say you're about? Or or do you look like the world? Or do you not even stand out one bit? Also, too, in with Esther, it says that she didn't let them know uh, her origin, right? She didn't let them know that she was, um, you know, related to Mordecai. So that goes into... Are you talking too much? Amen. <laughs> and this is for me too, okay? So don't be offended. But like, you know, are we are we talking too much? Are we telling too much? Are we talking about our relationships too much? Are we talking about, you know, telling everything? And it's not the right time. Right? It's not the right time. So uh, I just pray... Uh, diligence over you to diligently seek the Lord on this word, what it means for you, even if the whole thing isn't for you. I want to uh, encourage you to seek the Lord on that, seek the Lord on the parts that are for you and how you can be showing up as Esther in your life and, um, and live your own legacy. Because we know, you know, I was just talking about the preparation the Holy Spirit had me focusing on the preparation. So we have to understand in order for her to do what she did, right? And then she had gained favor because she stood out because she was a respectful, respectable, beautiful woman. Can we stand in that? Are we okay with being beautiful? Or do we despise our beauty? Now, come on, somebody. Now, this is not a message for just anybody. This is for a specific group of people. So I don't even expect everybody to receive this, but it is for a specific uh, people because we have to know that God made you who you are and he makes all things and he makes a lot of beautiful things. Look at all the different kinds of flowers. Amen. Look at the lilies. They're so much different than roses, right? And they're so much different than daisies, you know, but they all are beautiful. They all are beautiful and they're different sizes and, you know, they're different colors, you know? And so understand, and this is, this is what I believe because I believe that God is our gardener. Amen. And I just believe that we're flowers in a garden. <laughs> and I know that's probably cheesy or whatever, but that's just kind of, it just helps me to understand uh, how he sees us as as women. Um, 
And so, you know, or at least for me, how he sees his princesses, right? His daughters. And, um, and it just, it speaks to my heart. And that's how he speaks to me. It speaks to my heart. And he's like, you know, I think that so many of us, we forget that he's made us and, and, and we can't be feeling guilty for the things that he has done that, you know, people will, will say, oh, well, you're overrated for this or, oh, it's because you're pretty or because you're attractive or because, you know what I mean? Um, because that's a thing in this world too, where people will say, um, that a woman who's really attractive, they always quit, they always say like that she's dumb, or they always want to point out some like like you know dumb things she said, like Jessica Simpson. You know, remember when she said something about the chicken or the water or whatever <laughs> about tuna? <laughs> but here's the thing. She's a brilliant woman, has a fashion line, all of these things that she has done that are so fruitful, but a lot of the world knows her from the dumbest thing that she said, just because, and I'm sure pretty much any of us will say something real stupid if we were on reality TV and they edited it in a certain way to make us look stupid. I'm just telling, I'm just being honest, like, let's be honest about this. Like all of us can say something, um, please. And I'm not, I'm not above that, guys. Please do not think just because you listen to my podcast and because you see my videos on, you know, Facebook and everything, and and you've heard me teach or you've received my teachings or you are you are a client who I've coached. Don't think that I am above saying something that sounds stupid <laughs> because I'm not. <laughs> Amen. I'm not, you know, so, uh, so I'm just saying like there, there is that, um, that, that stereotype that is pushed out about women who are, are seen, you know, as attractive. So, um, like she can't have the brains to, you know what I mean? And so, and that's a lie. It's completely wrong. You know, it's completely wrong. But believe, I I do know, too, that people who do believe or do know that you're... Because I have personally experienced people feeling intimidated by me uh, because of how I look and because I am educated and because I am confident. And so sometimes that uh, has... Uh, backfired on me and it's it's made me an outcast it's made people not want to give me a chance um or people spread rumors about me or lie on me or whatever you know um and that's happened that's happened a lot too in my life even in high school uh you know boys saying they slept with me you know just lies you know and just just different things because we'd be friends I'd, I'd be friends with guys until they did something stupid like that you know and uh you know so um so yeah like these things happen and they're 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 not fair 
you know, and the, and there is this perspective and I know nobody talks about this perspective. No, I've never heard nobody talk about this, but, um, but it's true and it's real and, um, and it's not fair and it's not okay. You know, uh, so I just want to encourage you who's listening, you know, because maybe this is something that you've thought about and you don't say it out loud or you just talk amongst your friends about it. But I'm validating you right now and letting you know that, yeah, uh, I feel your pain. I have been um, persecuted and outcast, um, lied on, uh, mocked, all kinds of things um, because of who God has called me to be and because of how I look, because of how I talk, because of how uh, because I am an educated woman, like, how dare she, how dare she, you know, want to be emotionally healthy and smart and beautiful and have a nice body. And you know what I'm saying? Like, um, I, uh, I remember at one time and I'm being really transparent with you guys, But I remember at one time thinking to myself, like, I don't know if I want to get very physically fit or super physically fit because people are already intimidated by me and, um, and I'm, you know what I mean? And, and my body is not physically fit, (laughs) right? And, um... And I just come against that in the name of Jesus. Like I just come against that, and I'm not, I'm not there anymore. Uh, I want to be physically fit. I do not care if anybody has a problem with it, or if they're intimidated by it, or if they judge me and they think that I'm just stuck up, and they, you know, don't want to give me any chances. So be it. Because at the end of the day, the person who exalts me and the only person that I want a promotion from anyway is God Almighty so thank you Jesus for what you did on the cross amen thank you for dying for my sins thank you for paying it all for me and uh, I will be exalted in you and I know that my riches are in heaven amen so I don't even you know what I mean it doesn't even matter and um, I've been in like the books of uh you know, there's a lot of books that Paul wrote, <laughs> right? But I've been in Colossians, Colossians a lot too, just reading um, the letters and Thessalonians and James and just like reading the letter in Titus and um, and just reading the letters that Paul wrote. And he talks a lot just about the kingdom of heaven and the rewards there and how everything here is just like it's fleeing anyway, you know? And so spiritually, we just have to understand, like, move into your anointing, move into what God has called you to do and understand that this world will die. It will. Things die. Things wither away. Amen. Right. But what are you doing while you're here? And are you really in your full like in the fullness of what God has called you to be, you know, or are you holding back because you're afraid of what people think? You know, um, 
some things don't need to be like in the story of Esther, like some things don't need to be revealed until the appointed time. So Esther finally did reveal that she was of Jewish descent or Hebrew or whatever. And so, you know, she revealed that at the appointed time, but it was the right time. And so we have to understand that too. Like it's the right time, but are you in your preparation season? Are you really becoming all that God has called you to be? Are you really loving your body, your mind? Some things too, we don't like to, um, we don't like to pay, like we don't like to pay attention to because we, it makes us feel like we're being selfish or guilty. So what I'm talking about right now is really going to be, I know it's very um, eye-opening and perspective changing for uh, you guys who are listening because, uh, but it is believed that it is a part of God's uh, fullness that he wants you to walk into. Um your beauty, how you look, your hair, your eyes, your lips, your nose, everything, everything. And don't be ashamed and don't feel guilty and don't think that it goes against what God has called you to do and to be. Please don't let the legalistic people get in your way. Legalism is real and people trying to tell you what to wear and how to look and all of that is real but let me tell you this right now if god ain't calling you to let go of jewelry and makeup and all that then don't because in the book of esther they said that they had the cosmetics so esther done wore some makeup okay esther done got her hair i'm sure she got her hair braided or whatever too because everybody tried to bring up leviticus okay um, those of you who are well versed, get down, Annalise. Get down. She tried to stand on the furniture. Yes, my nanas, they they did really good, guys. They didn't interrupt this podcast, um, but until now. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, people want those of you who are well versed in the Bible, you're gonna know what I'm talking about when they talking about, you know. Uh, no, that wasn't in Leviticus. I'm sorry. That's in Colossians. That's in what Paul is writing. But also to know you have to take you can't just take the Bible apart and not know the context of everything. OK. You got to know what he's talking about. OK. He was talking about certain women. He wasn't just saying that for everybody. OK. So and he was talking about certain women for a certain church. Okay, so understand that. Okay, um, but also what I wanted to say and point out, I was just putting my little one down. What I also wanted to say was that um, we have to come against these things that the enemy has pushed on us because he doesn't want us to to move into the full potential so there are some things that god has called me to that i have not walked in yet and it is specifically having to do with how i look 
They say the TV and the ca- they say the camera adds 10 pounds, honey. I can't afford the camera to add no 10 pounds, baby. Okay, I can't, no, can't do that right now. Okay, so, so praise the Lord. He is helping me get my physical self together. Also, makeup looks better on a face that is well taken care of. Amen. When you got a good canvas, baby, then it looks even better. Okay. Okay. (laughs) So, you know, (laughs) so we're going with that as well. But yes, so we know that. And also, too, one thing that really was highlighted to me with learning about Esther was the fact that she did things in order. She fought, she submitted to the authority. So even with her coming out and saying, oh my goodness, I can't go up to my husband. You know, I can't go up to the king unless he calls me. So she still went up to him like, but still submitting to his authority, touching the royal scepter, and then asking him, you know, if he would meet with her. Now, we can put that down. We can take a lot of note from what she did because she also was not in a rush. I remember reading Esther and thinking like, I would have just told him then, you know, and but she was not in a rush. She did it in a way that was not super out of the ordinary. Right. She was like, I want to have a banquet for you, Lord. You know what I mean? Whatever, whatever. And um, and he was Lord because he was the authoritative figure. And I know, you know, people get so hung up on these things, but it's really that simple. And um And so, you know, she had the banquet with him and everything, and they had the meal and everything. And we also, to me, it highlights how important it is when it comes to us uh, presenting a thing, right? So how important presentation is. Listen, this Esther book, honey, has so many gems if we just sit in it and and chew on it okay because how she presented it to the king had much to do right she already had her beauty but also her presentation her presentation of the matter and then she also did not just come out right and tell him, but how she she decided to articulate the matter as well, guys. So how we speak. Come on, there's a lot. There's a lot in this. There's a lot in this preparation. But for the purposes of this uh, podcast not being too long, I might have to actually teach and train on this, guys, because it's so good. Oh, my goodness, it's so good. Uh, let me know if you guys would want a class on this. So how she spoke, how she approached the thing, right? She prepared all this time 
and God used her mightily to save her people and even her cousin, even her family, right, was promoted from the act that she did because then Mordecai took over everything that whatever his name is, Haman, uh, was in charge of. So are you are you the Esther of your of your family? Or because you stood for God and because you were submitted to authority, because you you looked good and you talked good and you presented yourself well, your family was actually able to live and they enemies die. Come on, somebody. Come on. Now that's good. Now that's real good. So uh, I just praise the Lord for this word. And I bless everybody on here. Thank you again for listening. Until next time. Bye.